Erev Tov, everybody. Welcome to our Thursday night Parashat HaShavua class. We are studying Parashat Lech Lecha. And what an amazing parasha it is. So much information. Today I want to focus on one character, a character that we don't like to speak about, Yishmael. But not so much Yishmael himself, but Yishmael in the future. We see a pasuk in this week's parasha that at first glance, and in reality, truthfully, is a blessing for Yishmael. It's a prayer by none other than his father, Abraham Avinu, concerning his son Yishmael. And I'm going to read for you the pasuk right now. The pasuk says, Abraham, Abraham tells God, Lu Yishmael Oh, that Yishmael might live before you. This is, the rabbis tell us, is a prayer for Abraham Avinu for Yishmael. First of all, what is the purpose of this prayer? What was Abraham Avinu thinking? Undoubtedly, there is no, there is no uh, way around it. He knew who Ishmael was going to be. He knew that he was not going to follow his footsteps. He knew he was not going to observe the mitzvot of the Torah like his other son Yitzchak was going to do. He knew that Ishmael's descendants were going to cause B'nai Israel much grief and hardship in the future. In fact, the Zohar teaches us that when the Navi Shayao writes, Ki Avraham lo yida'anu, though Avraham may not know us, they're wondering that they don't understand, they can't fathom why Avraham Avinu offered this prayer on behalf of Ishmael. <clears throat> to further our issue that we have, surprisingly, many great, great Torah scholars and Jewish spiritual leaders were named Ishmael. For instance, we have Rabbi Ishmael who was Kohen Gadol. Rabbi Ishmael Kohen Gadol. There's the Tana, the Tana Rabbi Ishmael, which is the Braita that we say every morning during Korbanot prior to Pesuket de Zimra. Rabbi Ishmael Omer, Hatrani Dreshet. 13 ways. So that we see there's a Ishmael who's even a Tana. The entire Talmud is replete with teachings and statements taught by members of the Tanad Debei Rabbi Ishmael, the members of the Academy of Rabbi Ishmael. What's going on here? This practice of naming a child Ishmael seems to be at odds with what Shlomo Amelach teaches us in Mishle. He says famously, Zecher Tzadik Livracha V'Shem Reshaim Yirkav. Remembrance of the tzaddik brings you blessing, but the name of the reshaim will rot. So what does the Gemara ask? My v'shem reshaim birkav. What is the meaning of the name of the wicked will rot? Rust should grow on their names, meaning that we don't use their names. When you don't use something for a long time, it rusts. So we don't use the names of the reshaim. And Rashi says a person should not give the name to his son of a wicked person. And we know Yishmael was a Rasha. This week's Perasha. Sorry, next week's Perasha. That Sarah saw that the son of Agar, the Egyptian, who was born to Abraham, Abraham, You have to get rid of this child. 
this son of a slave woman is not going to inherit with my son Yitzchak. So Rashi says that what did Yishmael do wrong? He was engaged in idolatry. He was engaged in sexual immorality. He was engaged in murder. And that being the case, how were all these Sadikim and Tanaim and Kohen Gadol, Torah luminaries, given the name of Ishmael, who was a Rasha? And again, to give more credence to our question, what Beracha is Abraham Avinu giving to Ishmael? So to answer the second question of how do you give a name to your son that is Ishmael, the Tosafot in Masechet Yoma gives an answer based on what happened at the end of Abraham Avinu's life. When Avram died and he was ready to be buried, the Pasuk states, oto banav el That Yitzchak and Ishmael buried him in Me'arat HaMachpelah. And here Rashi comments and notices that Yishmael, although he was the older son, is mentioned second behind Yitzchak. And the, fa- and the reason is because Yishmael let Yitzchak walk ahead of him out of respect and this indicated that he performed Teshuvah. Seeing that he performed Teshuvah, it's permissible to name your children after him. So that's how one answer brought down in Tosafot. But there's another Tosafot that says that argues with this and says uh, that, no, this, this answer is not good enough. Not satisfied with this. Why? There's a concept brought down in a different Gemara in Masechet Sanhedrin that says, Bera Mezake Abba. Abba lo bera. A son, a righteous son, can earn merit for a father who's wicked to save him from Gaina. But a righteous father cannot earn merit for a wicked son. En Avraham matzil et Ishmael, en Yitzchak matzil et Esav. Avraham cannot save Ishmael, and Yitzchak cannot save Esav. So this Gemara clearly implies that Ishmael did not perform Teshuvah. So again, the question is, if that's so, how do all these righteous people name their sons Ishmael? So they give another solution in the name of Rabbi Hanan. And Rabbi Hanan says that the name Ishmael was given by Akadosh Baruch Hu himself. And therefore, because that was the case, it's permitted and appropriate to use his name. Let's explain. The Pasuk says in this week's parasha. The, the angel of God told Hagar, Behold, you will conceive and give birth to a son. And you're going to call him Ishmael. Because Hashem heard your prayer. So we see this indicates that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was the one who named him Ishmael. Since the name came directly from God, even though he ultimately became a Rasha. It's permissible to give children this name. But we need to explain this further. Even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu determined that this boy be named Ishmael, he still turned out to be a bona fide Rasha. Many Rashaim descended from him. Many individuals tormented and murdered Jewish people. So it's still very surprising that prominent Jews would choose to name their righteous children Ishmael. And secondly, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu see fit to name him Ishmael, even though he would not be counted as the, the, the Zera of Abraham, as the offspring of Abraham? We know the Pasuk tells us, Ki Zara. It's through Yitzchak exclusively 
that the offspring will be considered yours. Not Ishmael. So, we have a puzzling matter over here that we need to solve, and that's the purpose of tonight's class. So I read a very, very nice novel interpretation. I'm going to do my best to explain it, because it will, it will touch upon some ideas in our Torah that you may not be used to. The, <clears throat> the rabbis, the HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds to Abraham's Avinu's tefillah. When Abraham Avinu tells God this prayer, that Ishmael might live before you, what does God say? So I read for you the passage. God said, Indeed, your wife is going to bear you a son. And you're going to call him Yitzchak. And I'm going to establish my covenant with him, an everlasting berit, for his offspring after him. But regarding Ishmael, I have heard you. I've heard your prayer. I have blessed him. And I will make him fruitful. And will increase him. He will beget 12 princes. And I will make him into a great nation. And then again, he goes back to Yitzchak. But I will establish my covenant with Yitzchak, whom Sarah will bear to you at this time next year. In his commentary, Rashi asked the following question. Why does it say again, but I will establish my covenant with Yitzchak? Earlier he already said, one pasuk before that, I'm going to establish my covenant with him. So why does he repeat this promise again at the end of the narrative? So Rashi has a chidush that he brings down from the Midrash. And he says, from here, we learn a kalvachomer. Kalvachomer, a fortiori. I hope I pronounced that right. A kalvachomer is when you learn something from something else that is obvious. So if I say... If it's cold outside in November, Kalvachomer, all the more so, it will be cold outside in January. That's a Kalvachomer. Rabbi Abbas said from the Midrash, from here we learn a Kalvachomer regarding the son of the mistress, the wife, that's Sarah, from the son of the maidservant, Hagar. Because the Pasuk says about Ishmael, the son of the maidservant, I have blessed him and I, and I will make him fruitful and I will increase him. This relates to Ishmael. How much more so, Kalvachomer, will I uphold my covenant through Yitzchak? So the reason why God repeated the idea that Yitzchak is going to carry on the covenant is a Kalvachomer. If I'm blessing Ishmael, to be fruitful and to increase and to give him many, many good things, kalvachomer, kalvachomer, I'm going to give it to Yitzhak. But this answer also requires some explanation. After all, HaKadosh Baruch Hu already promised Abraham that he would uphold that covenant with Yitzhak and his offspring. So again, why is the kalvachomer necessary? He already told me that he's going to do it. Not necessary to bring the Kalvahomer. What did it add? 
To which the answer, we can say, is that it is necessary. It's necessary for the generations and the times that the Jewish people are not worthy. When they're not worthy of a salvation, when they're not worthy of a beracha, even then, the Jewish people will be exonerated and will be blessed due to the Kalva Homer. Even though you're not worthy, but if I'm blessing Ishmael, if I'm giving him good, the Kalva Homer I'm going to give the Jewish people. The angel of Hashem told Hagar, You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you shall name him Ishmael. Because Hashem heard your prayer. Since Hashem had already heard her desperate plea, the Malach should have instructed her to name her son Shama'el. Shama'el is in the past. God heard your prayer, your plea. So why did he instruct her to name him Yishma'el? Yishma is the future tense. God will hear. So the answer to this question is based on the incredible teachings of Rav Dov Ber of Mezrich. He said, when Moshe Rabbeinu saw, realized that his sister Miriam was stricken with Sarat as a result of her Lashonara, he prays for her. And when Moshe prays to cure Miriam of Sarat, the Pasuk says, Vaitzak Moshe Lashem Lemor. Moshe screams out to Hashem in Tefillah, and he says, El na refa na Please, God, heal her now. And the name for Hashem he uses is El, Aleph Lamed. What does God respond to that prayer? Vayomer Hashem el Moshe. Hashem tells Moshe, Ve'avia yarok yarak pefanea. Halo tikalem shivat yamim. Tisager shivat yamim. Michutz ha-machane ve'achar te'asef. God said to Moshe, were her father to spit in her face. If Miriam's father was to spit in her face, would she not be humiliated for seven days? Kalvachomer, let her quarantine now outside for seven days, outside the camp, and then she may be brought in. And that was her punishment. And Rashi says, if her father was to show her an angry face, would she not be humiliated for seven days? All the more so, Kalvachomer, the Shekhinah, when you sin against God. So you go outside and you wait and you quarantine for seven days. And Rav Dov Ber of Mezrich explains in his unique, sacred way why Akadosh Baruch Hu, here in the case of Moshe and Miriam, also employed the Kalvachomer. He explains that there are 13 midot of rachamim. When we say Hashem, Hashem, El, Rachum, Vechanun, Erech, Apaim, Verabchesed, Vehemet. We know we say it every morning when during our Tachanun, many, many times in Yom Kippur. These 13 attributes of mercy correspond to the Shlosh Esre Midot HaTorah Midreshet. The 13 uh, principles on how to expound the Torah that are recited every morning in Korbanot. And therefore, when one of these principles of Torah expounding is employed, it triggers the corresponding attribute of mercy. So now, according to the Arizal, when we say Hashem, Hashem, El Rachum V'Chanun, the Hashem, Hashem is not part of the 13 attributes of mercy. The first attribute of mercy is El. El. 
When we say El Rahum Hanun, El is the first attribute of mercy, which corresponds to the first principle of expounding Torah, which is Kalvahome, the fortiori. This explains why Moshe Rabbeinu, specifically when he prayed for on behalf of Miriam, used the name Aleph Lamed, used the name El, El Narefanala, because he intended to invoke the power of El to heal Miriam. Hence, HaKadosh Baruch, HaKadosh Baruch Hu hinted to him that this name can only be invoked by expounding a Kalva Homer. What's a Kalva Homer? If her father was to spit in her face, would she not be humiliated for seven days? All the more so by the Shekhinah. And by means of that Kalva Homer, the name El was summoned to heal Miriam. Beautiful Chidush. With this understanding, let's connect it back to our discussion. Why was, did the Malach instruct Hagar to name her son Yishmael in the future tense? And the reason is, whenever B'nai Israel would require Hashem's salvation in the future, even if they were to be proven unworthy and undeserving, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would still listen to their prayers. They would, he would listen to their Tefilot, and please, in the merit of this Kalva Homer, this is especially true since a Kalva Homer invokes the name of Aleph Lamed, the name of El, the first of the 13 Midot Rachamim. And by the way, some even say that the Midah of El encompasses all 13 Midot Rachamim. So therefore, when you employ the Kalva Homer to summon the name of El, we trigger all 13 Midot. The question remains, however, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu hint the Kalva Homer that the son of the mistress, the son of Sarah, will be blessed more than the son of the maidservant to Abraham, specifically after the birth of Yitzchak? Why did he do this after the birth of Yitzchak? And the answer is because he relies on the fact that Abraham Avinu served Hashem differently than Yitzchak would have served Hashem. Abraham served God with the Midav Chesed. And as a result, the people of the world living at that time enjoyed a divine kindness, a divine mercy and favor. As a result, Yitzchak Avinu served Hashem with the Midav Gevura, Upachad Yitzchak, fear, trembling, the fear of Yitzchak. And as a result, the people living at the time who committed Averot were subjected to divine judgment, to divine severity, dinim, gvurot. Therefore, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu judges B'nai Israel with Abraham's midav chesed, it's easy to find some sort of merit on their behalf, above and beyond the, the usual limits of din. But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu judges the Jewish people with Yitzchak's midav din, there's a big, big concern that exists that they're not going to be able to find any merit. They're going to be judged guilty. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu initially announces to Abraham, Aval But Sarah, your wife, will give birth to a boy and you will call him Yitzchak. He's informing him that Sarah, who's going to give birth to a son Yitzchak, whose midah is din, whose midah is judgment. Then, and only then, 
Does HaKadosh Baruch Hu inform him and promise him that he will uphold his covenant as an everlasting covenant, as a Brit Olam, specifically with Yitzchak and his offspring, even if they're unworthy. This promise made Abraham worry. There was still cause for concern. As a man of Chesed, he feared Avraham Avinu. He feared that God might judge B'nai Israel stringently because Yitzchak was Midavdin. Therefore, Akadosh Baruch Hu announced to Avraham, Aval, regarding Ishmael, Ud Ishmael Shematicha. But don't, Avraham, I heard you about Ishmael. And I blessed him. Because since I blessed the son of the maidservant, since I blessed Ishmael, I'm going to bless the son of the wife, of the mistress of the house, Yitzchak. He's going to be blessed even greater degree. And this is the implication of the repeated promise to uphold that Brit with Yitzchak. Since the Kalvachomer invokes the name Aleph Lamed El, which we said is the source of all mercy in Rachamim, the offspring of Yitzchak, the children of Yitzchak will be vindicated due to the Midah of divine mercy. This is why, on a side point, we are taught in the Gemara and on Shin Miladin that we don't administer the death penalty or lashes, any type of punishment for a prohibition that's not explicitly mentioned in the Torah, but it's just deduced from a Kalva Homer. If there's a law deduced from a fortiori, from a Kalva Homer argument, and a person transgresses that law, he will not receive a death penalty, if that's the case, or lashes. Because a Kalva Homer embedded it is mercy, is Aleph Lamed. It's not associated with severe punishment. And now we can explain, maybe, why several of the Tanaim chose to name their righteous scholarly children Ishmael? The Gemara says, Where do we know that a person's name influences future occurrences? Abiel Azar says, quoting a Pasuk in Tehilim, Go and see the works of God who has wrought devastations in the land. Don't pronounce the word Shamot, but rather Shemot. And based on this concept, we can say that these Tanaim perceived via Ruach HaKodesh of some sort, divine inspiration, that the Neshamot of their sons were intimately related to the name of Yishmael. Not the Yishmael Darasha who was Rasha throughout his life and then caused, caused uh, horrible things for the Jewish people and murdered uh, hundreds if not thousands of Jews over history. Not that. Not that Yishmael. But to the Yishmael, the name that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose for the son of Abraham. We learned that the name Yishmael, Yishmael, connotes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will hear and uphold the Kalvachomer. The Kalvachomer of if I'm going to bless Yishmael, the son of the maidservant, I'm going to bless the son of the wife. Why? In order to invoke the name of El, that encompasses all the 13 Midot Rachamim. And that's the reason why they named their son Yishmael, recognizing that they possessed a special power and ability to summon this divine mercy, which is associated with the name El in their own name. 
It's fascinating that we begin our Shacharit prayer every morning with that Braita. The Torah is elucidated through the 13 principles, and the first one is Kalba Homer. Truth is, there are many opinions actually on how many there are. Rabbi Ishmael says there's 13. In Avot Rabbi Natan, he writes there's only 7. The Harav Chida in Kisera Hamim says he brings an opinion that there's 32 principles to interpret the Torah. What do we see? If it wasn't for Rabbi Ishmael in that Braita, who teaches that there are 13 principles, we wouldn't know that the principle of Kalva Homer, the first Midah, aligns with the name El, goes hand in hand with the name of Rahamim, the name of mercy. And if we didn't know that, then we wouldn't understand why Akados Baruch Hu named the son of the maidservant, the son of Agar, Yishmael. It's precisely for that reason that Yishmael, that Rabbi Yishmael was given that name. It was his designated portion of the Torah to reveal that matter. Because of Rabbi Ishmael, we recognize that Akal Vachomer possesses the same unique power as El because they line up one in one. Rabbi Ishmael Omer, at first glance, were amazed. How can a Torah scholar be named after such a Rasha? But that's what the Brayta continues. HaTorah Nidreshet Mikal Vachomer Megizra Shavah he taught us that Akal Vahomer corresponds to the name El, and therefore it was fitting that he is named Ishmael, which can be read Yishma El, because in his merit, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will exonerate the Jewish people and bless them in keeping with his promise, with his Kal Vahomer, as we explained above. We find another place where this Tanah Rebbe Ishmael reveals a connection with the 13 Midot of mercy, the 13 Midot of Rahamim. The Gemara Masech Nedarim 31a says, Rabbi Ishmael Omer, Gedola Mila, Shenichretu Alea Shelosh Esre Beritot. Rabbi Ishmael says that the mitzvah of Mila is so great that it was established with 13 covenants. And Tosafot explained that this statement is founded on the fact that there are 13 times, 13 mentions of the word Berit, covenant. In Parashat Lech Lecha, in association with the Mitzvah Brit Milah, when you go to Aliyah Shevei, you see Hakadosh Baruch Hu telling Abraham to have a Brit Milah about the Brit Milah. You see the word Berit thirteen times. Our rabbis explain that Brit Keruta Lishlosh Esremidot She'enan Chozot Rekam. A covenant was established regarding the thirteen Midot that they never return empty-handed. What does that mean? In other words, in the merit of fulfilling the mitzvah of Brit Milah, the 13 midot of Rachamim are aroused. So maybe we can suggest the following. Why this statement was specifically revealed by Rabbi Ishmael? Because Milah is so great that it was established by the 13 covenants. We know that Ishmael was also circumcised, Ishmael the son of Abraham, and the Tanah Rabbi Ishmael merited extracting the Nitzotz, the holy spark that was concealed in the name Yishmael, alluded in the name Yishmael, God will listen. And therefore he had the privilege, he was the one, this Tanar Yishmael, of revealing that the Brit of Yitzchak and his offspring, the covenant of God's promise to Yitzchak and his children, 
possessed a unique kedusha to elicit these 13 midot of rachamim, these 13 attributes of mercy. And this is in contrast to Yishmael and his offspring, Abraham's son Yishmael and offspring, who do not possess this power, even though that they themselves have a brit milah, even though that the Islamic world do have a brit milah performed on them, but they do not have that power. Who was another person named Yishmael? The Bishmael ben Elisha. He was the Kohen Gadol. He was also, unfortunately, one of the ten martyrs who had to give up their lives at the time of the destruction of the second Bet Hamidash. Rabbi Akiva was another one, as we know. He also has an association with the 13 Midot Rachamim. Interesting Gemara in Masechet Brachot that says, Amar Rabbi Ishmael ben Elisha. Rabbi Ishmael ben Elisha, the Kohen Gadol, said, one time I entered the Kodesh HaKodashim on Yom Kippur to perform the Ketoret, the Holy Ketoret. And he merits seeing the Angel of God or HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself sitting on this high lofty throne with some sort of vision in the Kodesh HaKodashim. And God told him, Yishmael beni barecheni. Yishmael, my son, bless me. God's asking Yishmael for a blessing. So I told him, May be your will. That your mercy shall conquer your anger. And your mercy be revealed through your midot, your character trait. And you, you uh, act with your children with the midah of mercy. And when God heard this blessing that I gave, He nodded His head. This is also this blessing we also recite during Korbanot in the morning, during the weekdays. What was Yishmael Kohen Gadol, Yishmael Ben Elisha, hinting over here? Since his name was Yishmael, he possessed this power of Yishmael, the ability to arouse the 13 Midot Rachamim, which was encompassed in his name El. Therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Yishmael, bless me. Yishmael, my son, I need a Beracha. God doesn't need a Beracha. He said this to arouse the divine mercy from the Midot Rachamim on behalf of Israel. It's Yom Kippur. The Jewish people need Rachamim. You're in the Kodesh HaKodashim. You're giving the Ketoret. I need you to use your name to arouse the mercy, to arouse the rachamim. And so, he gave him the blessing. May be your will, that your mercy overcome your stricter midot. He was referring to the 13 midot rachamim. And maybe now, with all this, we can understand Abraham Avinu's prayer that we started the class with. His prayer to God about Yishmael, his son. Lu Yishmael yichye lefanecha. Oh, that Yishmael might live before you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Upon seeing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent an angel instructing Hagar to name her son Yishmael, Abraham was able to deduce that this name is very propitious, that it contains a holy spark of providing Bnei Israel with salvation and recognizing that that salvation for the Jewish people would not come from Ishmael himself, Abraham Avinu had to do something. 
He had to pray. And he prayed to God and said, Lu Yishmael Anecha. Oh, that Yishmael might live before you. Meaning what? That the name Yishmael would be a harbinger of salvation. That the Jew would come along and extract the holy spark that is associated with the name Yishmael. And when God heard that, tef- that tefillah, when God heard that prayer, he responded, Aval ben Indeed, your wife Sarah is also going to bear a son. Your name Yitzchak. And, and I will fulfill my covenant with him, a brit olam, an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. You, Abraham Avinu, you're going to contend that Yitzchak's midah's deen. And you're going to be worried that the Jewish people are held up in the Midav Gevurav strict judgment that they're going to be proved undeserving. They're going to be found guilty. So God immediately tells Abraham, But regarding your prayer of Ishmael, I've heard you. And that's why I blessed him. And that's why I've made him fruitful. And that's why I've increased him exceedingly. And he's going to get 12 princes. I'm going to make him to a great nation. But don't forget the Kalvachomer. Don't forget, I'm going to establish my covenant through Yitzchak, whom Sarah will bear to you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu committed to uphold this covenant, even if Yitzchak and his offspring are unworthy of being protected. How? By extending the 13 Midot Rachamim to them. Because this divine mercy was the product of the Kalva Chomer, invoking the name Aleph Lamed, the name El, which is applied, the son of the wife, the son of Sarah, from the son of the maidservant, the son of Agar. And therefore, Abraham Avinu understood why HaKadosh Baruch Hu named his son Yishmael, which contains the name Yishmael. And that's why Lu Yishmael he was satisfied. After all, it was specifically Rabbi Yishmael who said, that the Torah was expounded with 13 principles. And the first one, a Kalvachomer, which aligns with the first attribute of the Divine Mercy, El. Parashat Lech Lecha has many, many profound messages in it. The story of Yishmael is discussed and contemplated by scholars throughout the generations. This is just one idea that I felt I wanted to share with you. So much has been said, so much has been thought of. We always think, but Yishmael was Abraham Avinu's son. How did he turn out to be so evil? Well, there's answers to that, maybe for another time. But one thing we have, we've, we've established this evening. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was the one that named Ishmael that name. Ishmael, for one purpose and one purpose only. To bring mercy to the Jewish people. To allow the Jewish people to be saved, to provide them salvation, even during times that they're not worthy. And as much as we look around and we feel that the Yishmael are doing anything but that, just remember, who was the one that gave that name? Lu Yishmael Lefanecha was Abraham Avinu's prayer. And the prayer invoked that Kalva Homer so that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will keep the Brit of Yitzchak everlasting, a Brit Olam. And Bezrat Hashem will be Zocheh to eliminate all of the Jewish pe- all the Jew- enemies of the Jewish people so that will be Zocheh to merit to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu bring the Mashiach Tzidkenu. We'll celebrate with our Avot, Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, the Shevatim, all Klal Yisrael, Beyachad, 
celebrating wonderful, wonderful things. Beracha, Shelema, Atzlacha, Yeshua, Bimra, Have a wonderful night.